Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering The Leftovers, Season 3, Episode 2. Don't be ridiculous. I, <laughs> I am so excited to be covering this episode. I am Rascal Stinky. I am here with, I'm, I'm a science teacher, and I am here with one of my former students. What's this Rascal is, Stinky? Uh, well, this is, you just heard from my former student, Fist Unreasonable. Hi, Fist Unreasonable. How are you? What is this gimmick you're doing here? Oh, you don't know. Well, no, I don't. Fist Unreasonable. Rascal Stinky. Yeah, what, what's this? What's this? What's... We'll get to it. Oh, okay. So I, I'm uh, so confused. <laughs> You've thrown me for the loop. I, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll, okay. We'll get to it very early. Don't you, worry. Okay. You, you guide the ship. I'm just here. <laughs> the ride. Yes, yes, indeed. So, so I am Rascal Stinky, science teacher whose favorite show is The Leftovers. Watching it, watching it for the first time is my former student, Fist Unreasonable. Oh, oh, my, my name's Kurt. I got <laughs> not, not Fist Unreasonable. <laughs> well, no, no, I would like that as a nickname, Fist Unreasonable. That's it. Sounds very threatening, actually. Yeah, for for right now, you're Fist Unreasonable. We can go yeah. back. Kurt and Mr. Sal in a little bit. That's cool, Stinky. Let me make note of this. Yes. Yeah. Continue. Okay. All right. So, fist unreasonable. I need to guess. Uh, take a take a stab at what you gave this episode for a ranking. Uh, hmm. Boy, this is this is a tough one. I'm going to tell you why I think this is a tough one. Historically, Nora episodes do not go well for you. They've not, but. Did, did you flip a Nora episode? Yeah, the question is, did I, have I changed my tune? Did this, what, what do I dislike in a Nora episode? Does this have it? Well, I'll tell you, this, this is a very, this is a pretty low bar, okay? You gave Guest an 8. That was a Nora episode. You gave, I gave Guest an 8? You gave Guest an 8. I should have given it a 7. If I could retcon it, I'd give that a 7 now. I'm a little surprised looking back at Maybe it. I gave it a 6 now. I gave it an 8. Give it an eight. That's way too high. I I was trying to make you happy, probably. I mean, at least with the quality of stuff now, that gets a way lower score. <laughs> See, that okay. you know what you want to know that got an eight probably because I didn't know Nora that well, and that's the episode I learned Nora. That's why actually. <laughs> that's but true. Now that, now that I know Nora, that would get way lower. But <laughs> but I didn't that's, know Nora. That, that is the point, though. I mean, that we barely knew her at exactly. all. Exactly. So that's why that gets an eight. Actually, I remember it's right. deserved. Fine. That gets an eight. Uh, in season two, her episode lens was a seven, bordering on a six. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, I, I have to believe that you like this one better than both of those. Uh, really? Well, I have to believe you like it better than lens. So okay. I mean, oh, okay, okay. So you like it more than lens? Why? So what, what's in it that you think I like it more? Okay, so what's in it that you uh, I I think that I think you like the scene with Erica. Or not in it, okay. Uh, so I think you like that. I think you like that uh, Christine makes an appearance. Okay. Um, I think that you like that Pillar Man and his wife are so heavily featured. And some of these are wrong. Some of these are wrong. And okay. I, I made you do some homework about Perfect Strangers. And you this did. You did force me to do homework for this episode. <laughs> yeah, Which I don't know if that's kind of cheating, but okay. This No, I don't think it is. Listen, <laughs> listen. Here, all I'm going to say is, 
for Lost, there's a, there's a baseball reference. Yes. And I could have been unreasonable and told you, hey, go go watch the world. I mean, you already know baseball, thank God. But I could have said, hey, go watch the World Series of 2004. Or not even, just no, just watch some football and learn the phrase. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. No, I, but, well, I think you kind of knew that I already knew about it. So, uh, but you did not know anything about Perfect Strangers until I had you do that homework. And I, I this I'm is very the, happy to. Perfect Strangers is pretty oh, funny. Yeah, it's, it's a funny show. Would recommend. This is, this is the episode where that homework pays off, though. So, but, but it you. does? Kurt, really? are, are you being unreasonable, Fist? <laughs> Sorry, sorry, rascal stinky eye. I, 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 that was just a joke. Go, go on. Okay, so this is the episode where that pays off. So I hope that you liked the payoff. I don't know. You're, you're, t- the way you're talking now, though. Maybe I need to consider this a six, uh, because I, my original intention was for for this to be uh, to guess a nine on this one. So I'll, I'll stick with it. Nine. I could not sway you. You're right. I gave it a nine. <laughs> Oh, I <laughs> that I did. This is the best store episode yet, without question. For a guest episode, I'd probably rate lower now. Just it was just introducing us to Nora, uh, but this is the best Nora yet. It is. So, yeah. it is. But also, it's the Nora episode that has the least Nora. I feel like maybe the, not. Lens she, didn't have. Yeah. I mean, she said no. Lens is definitely the least Nora. You're right. You're right. Cause that's a lot of Erica. It's like half yeah. Erica, half Nora. Yeah. This is a great Nora episode. I like what they did with Nora here. This is what I like to see in Nora. This oh, is good. This is well. I'm glad to hear that because, like, if you if you like this episode, there's a good chance you might like the rest of the season. <laughs> so, well, good, good, good for that. I yeah. If the season goes down this track, I can dig it. Okay, cool. Well, that's awesome. So, uh, I I give this a ten out of ten. This oh, is my yeah. This is my favorite Nora episode. So good. Well, my favorite episode. No, this is the last. Nora only episode. Okay. So. Good and bad. Mostly yeah. good for me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she's. Uh, th- there are two more episodes that are. I would call Nora and Kevin. Episodes. I, I, yeah, I, I, I enjoy this episode. It, I don't. I don't knock on Nora episodes. There's only been two other Nora episodes. Yeah. And I don't knock. Like one, you overhyped the first one. The second one, I just. I mean, it's just the same Nora stuff they kept going on about. This time, I learned about the lens effect. That wasn't as interesting to me because she never ended up like doing much because yeah. of it. Like she she got a vested interest in whether Evie departed and stuff, but she already had that interest in general because she wanted Miracle to be safe. Right. Uh, yeah. She thought location mattered, and it, if she had, listen, if she had left her family when she when she ran away from Kevin, if she had somehow ran away from Mary and the kid dropped him off to Matt, I don't know, did something. To basically show that she was afraid of using the, like the lens effect affecting her family, then yeah. then I would have lens would have been way better. I would have even retconned it. I was like, okay, it paid off. It makes okay, but it never got that payoff for me. So okay, all right. Well, let's let's start going through this. Uh, I got literal goosebumps the first time I saw this, and the the episode opened with the Perfect Strangers theme song. Yes. <laughs> I got literal goosebumps. I was like, oh, oh, that's the Perfect Strangers song. <laughs> this, that means Perfect Strangers is going to play a significant role in this. Yeah. And I did not even make the... I knew the title of the episode was Don't Be Ridiculous. But I didn't even make the connection to Perfect Strangers until I heard the song. And then I was like, wait a minute. The title's Don't Be Ridiculous. 
this is all perfect stranger stuff this is so exciting I, my so when when the music started like that i was wondering if this whole episode was filmed in like a sitcom format i was like i swear if there's a laugh track i'm gonna be so f- I, I mean if they pull it off fine but i'm gonna start fuming like i hate laugh tracks so if they <laughs> i that's my first thought i thought i i was worried that this would be filmed in a sitcom manner <laughs> oh man well I, I'm, I'm like a morbid one like chat or not chat kevin going yeah sorry honey gotta go do the blow the lawn and then he goes and puts a bag over his head or something but <laughs> and and there there's a laugh track at yeah that... yeah and there's a laugh track at that point some oh, man. weird dark stuff but no that's not the not the case that is not no um and actually at the toward the end of those closing credits or opening credits i don't know if you noticed this or not uh, and i think i have told you don't skip the opening credits in season three Hmm. i think i've told you that right i mean you might have told me that i mean you did tell me that i might have warranted skipping these because i kind of don't like the opening music for perfect strangers so (laughs) so so i i may or may not have Oh no, you skipped this opening? Yeah, why? <laughs> why? No, this is this this opening uh was important for two reasons. Uh first of all, it, it tells us that there's perfect strangers going to play heavily into this episode. Well, I heard that I heard the intro music. Yeah, so you, okay. Uh, then but, I skipped. Well, okay, so you didn't see who this episode was written by then? No. Okay. This episode is written by the Lonely Donkey. And specialist contagious. Okay, I don't know what that. I don't know the connection there. Those are Damon Lindelof and Tom Parada, put through a Wu Tang Clan name generator. Wait, what? Well, how does that? How does a Wu Tang Clan generator? Are you familiar work? at all with Wu Tang Clan? I've heard of them, but I don't. I didn't know they had like their own language type of thing going on. Or... Do you know who the members of Wu Tang Clan are? I'm not even gonna try. I, I no, I'm not gonna try to guess. <laughs> R- RZA, GZA, Inspected Deck, You God, Ghostface Killer, Rayquan, Killer, Method Man, and Old Dirty Bastard. Okay. Okay. They, if you go to the Wu Tang Clan uh, website, they have a name generator to give you your very own Wu Tang Clan name based off your name. Based off of your name, you type in your name, and it's it, always the same. I, I just did it twice and I got Rascal Stinky both times. Oh wow, that's right. Yeah. And I got uh Fist Fist Unreasonable for you. So <laughs> Okay, that that's much more okay. I, I like that. Yeah, for and us. you you know that Wu Tang clan comes up later in this episode, right? Yes, yes, yes. So, so that's a, it's, so you got two references right in the opening credits, which I think is really cool. We're, we know that we're going to be dealing with Perfect Strangers and Wu Tang Clan within this episode. So, I, I love that about this episode. That wow, that is I did not that name generator. Yeah, cool. I'm trying to go. I want to do that later. I'm going to play around with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just typed in Kurt just and and Mr. Sal. So, and that's where I got uh. What what are we? Uh, Rascal, stinky, and fist unreasonable. Yeah. There you go. All right, but into the actual episode, the the first thing we see is Pillar Man falling off the pillar and dying. Rip ah, pill, rip Pillar Man. Rip Pillar. He was, he was beloved. <laughs> he was by many. He, by he he was a scene stealer, kind of. 
sometimes kind of lost track of him, but other times couldn't help but look at him. Who's your friend? <laughs> Remember, this was a living, breathing, uh, uh, walk. What was it? A, a walking success story or a living, breathing success, success story for Virgil? Oh, yeah, allegedly. That's yeah, so a double rip, Pillar Man. Anyway, so Pillar Man falls, and, and we're very sad about this. The, the, the next scene is Nora's interview with his wife. Now, did you remember who this was? Because we've seen her before. Nora's... <gasps> she was outside in the camp. Yep. Oh, I remember. She's the one. I'm t- okay, wait, wait. I can't. She, she's the one that wanted Matt to do the spanking. Yes. Wait, how? Do... I didn't remember that until you told me. I remember now. You told me we'd see her again. Yep. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's good. Good job. Yeah, her name is Sandy. Oh yes. <laughs> and Nora's interview gets a little contentious because Sandy is claiming that she, that he departed right before her very eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Nora has to do this interview. We know that she doesn't believe it. Uh, one of the things that she asks, which is completely off script she's not this is not on the survey she says what was he doing up there and the sandy asks nora what she thinks he was doing up there and nora thinks it was an elaborate coping mechanism which it basically was yeah yeah but i bring that up because sandy's going to throw that back in her face later which is a pretty entertaining point but um he settled she says that he settled for the it was not a coping mechanism like he wanted to suffer, she says. He he settled for the pillar after they got arrested for trying to crucify him. So, like this idea of intentional suffering must run in the family because uh, Reggie <laughs> wanted to be hit very hard with that. Or Matt wanted to get punished at the I can't remember the stocks. Stocks. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Yep, for now, sure. Maybe they're related some way. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But anyway, she says that he never, uh, he never wavered. He proved himself to God and then got his reward, which was rapture. Mm-hmm. And she is claiming that she was like looking at him when the, when he departed. And that A he, sight to behold. Yeah, yeah. Didn't she say that he just kind of faded away? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then she says, ask around. Other people saw it. And so then we get this montage of interviews with other people, which is pretty entertaining. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. But what, one of them actually contradicts Sandy, saying that he popped like a bubble. Yeah. I was like, huh. Yeah. So right away, like, we, we know something. Well, we saw him die. We know he didn't. Pop. Yeah, yeah. He clearly fell off. Yeah, exactly. And, and nobody was there. <laughs> But uh, anyway, the somebody who gets interviewed says that Sandy spent all morning with the preacher, and this immediately triggers Nora. She's thinking, "Oh, this is my brother," uh, and she goes to pay Matt a visit. So, anything you want to say about uh, the interview? Uh, it's fun, fun scene to see. Uh. I I thought that this would be the main 
sticking point of the episode. I thought this was going to be the big argument. I was kind of like, eh. Arguing with whether someone departed or not. Kind of old news. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm okay with it. If they, however they go, like if they go down this in an interesting way, I'm okay with it. But it's kind of like an EV 2.0 story, except because this time people straight up lying. Yes. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll see how it goes. So I was expecting this to be the main sticking point of the episode. It's not. No. But, I'm glad it's not. But I'm I'm I love and the, I loved yeah and I liked the storyline a lot. Yes. It turned out good. I think it's a great side story. It would not make a great main story. Mm-hmm. I agree. But when Nora goes to see Matt, Matt's nose is bleeding, and Nora pretty much blows off the book. Like Matt gets kind of taken aback when he finds out that she read it, and she says, "Oh yeah, I, I, I'm staying out of it." You know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and Matt doesn't really know how to feel about that. That, that she's just kind of blowing it off. Anyway, uh, she asks, Nora asks him where Pillar Man is, like immediately, with like with no preamble. It's just, where is he? <laughs> and like, she, there's no, for not one second do we ever think that Nora uh, believes that he departed. But, no, 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 yeah, Nora, Nora's very convinced that she's somewhere, or he is somewhere. Yeah. His corpse, at least. Right, right, right. Um, and Matt goes into defensive mode and tells her how loyal and devoted Sandy was to her husband. And he says, I've never seen anything like it. Obviously he has, he's, he's done it for years for Mary. In fact, what he did probably was, I'm I'm, certainly was a bigger sacrifice for the person he loved than what Sandy did. Certainly. Yeah. Right. Can, Can I put a hold on this real quick? Yeah. And go back to he had a nosebleed, right? Yeah, yeah. Noted. Yes, you should note the nosebleed. Noted. I can't wait for the mad episode. It's a good one. <laughs> I, it is. Matt is one of my favorite characters. Yep. Very excited. Yeah. His 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 uh his episode is episode five. So okay. yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, but do note the nosebleed. So Nora points out that he did do it for Mary, and then he pretty much spills uh, the story about the fact that Pillarman had a heart attack, and Sandy made him promise not to say anything, but I didn't lie. <laughs> like he's he's, he's so adamant about that. I don't get that. What do you mean he didn't lie? Well, Nora called him a liar earlier in the scene. Nora, yeah, Nora- yeah. Didn't he lie though, or did he just say everything? Oh, you're right. He didn't actually technically lie. He just yeah, he, talked he about how Sandy's a good person and yep. devotion and whatnot. Yep. He said something like, "It. Uh, I was. Uh, I was told, or it was my understanding that he departed. <laughs> like, not he departed. <laughs> I saw him depart, or it, it was like I was told that he departed. People say he's departed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So he didn't lie." Uh, Nora says, yes, in fact, he has lied to her before about her their parents being in heaven, which, which that's that's a, a fundamental difference between Matt and Nora. Nora or Matt actually believed that Nora doesn't. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. That Nora feels it's a lie. Matt's like, no, that's not a lie. But does Matt 
have we seen Matt lie? Yeah. Yeah, he lies. Matt, Matt certainly lies. So. Yeah, yeah. So, but he's making a very big deal out of saying that he didn't lie in this situation. Anyway, his argument is that Pillar Man deserves a leg legacy, and can you get, can't you give a man a little grace? So now, the the grace bit, it might just be exactly written the way they intended, but I think there might be a pun here uh, because Sandy the the. Action actor who's who plays Sandy, her name is Brett Butler, and she had a very popular sitcom in I think the 90s, uh, probably around the same time as Perfect Strangers, called Grace Under Fire, <laughs> where she played a character named Grace. Okay, uh, so can't you give a man a little grace? Yeah, uh, it, 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 okay, so by the way, did you catch the name of the woman on horseback at the end of the episode? Grace, yeah, okay, so. Oh. Lots of graces. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, and Nora just doesn't have any patience for any of this and just basically says, So are you going to dig him up or should I? <laughs> so, so it, this is happening, whether Matt likes it or not. And it's a question of how easy he makes it for her. So, who do you think's in the right here? Nora. Yeah, probably. And here's why. Here's why. Their real estate pricing is a big deal here. <laughs> Someone, someone goes departing. I mean, maybe people like that. Maybe people don't. I, I, it depends. People think it's the rapture or not. But... Listen, in order not want instability, right? What's Warren Buffett saying? Like better two bird, better a bird in the hand than two in the bush, right? Like yeah. So yeah. keep so so she, she doesn't want any sort of volatility. Maybe maybe Nora likes to, to keep things safe. So Nora Nora doesn't want the Nora doesn't want this getting out that he departed. Well, I, I, I agree with you. I, th I think that Nora's in the right here. And, and I know that you're kind of making a joke here. But I am, but I, I do actually think she's in the right. I, yeah. But but I don't think your joke is actually unreasonable. I think that, not maybe not real estate prices, but the, the <laughs> ripple effect that this has. That would cause the real estate prices, yeah. To the entire world, if there's another departure, like is it's a big deal, right? Whereas if he just had a heart attack and died, like nobody outside of Miracle is going to know or care. Yeah. Right. So th there is, I, I, I think well, that. I'm going to argue though. There's a middle ground there, which is they just can't disprove it. Like they can't find the body, but they deny that he departed, but they don't show evidence that he didn't depart. Like they can't find his body. Cause then it's just kind of a, do you believe it or not? Right. There's but, a middle ground. There's a middle ground. That's all I'm saying. It's not just oh he departed, oh he didn't. Like there's a middle ground where it's right. But but I would think that even that would have a ripple effect because some people would believe it. Certainly, yeah, I agree too. I think that's dangerous. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. I, it might be dangerous. Yeah, some people that would alter some people's lives if they mm -hmm. do believe that. So so I definitely think Nora's in the right here. Um, although I don't think she has to be such a jerk about it, but I think that she's definitely right that. It needs to be brought out that he did not depart. Do we know how long it's been between last episode and this one? Because Mary's left. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long. Kind of well, still has the book. Well, I can tell you that uh, that last week they said what fourteen days to go. Oh, you're right. Well, the anniversary and the anniversary has not happened yet. Did they ever say how many days to go? 
I didn't see anything that said how many days to go here. I don't remember. Oh, okay. It was not too long. Less than two yeah, weeks, certainly. Two weeks sure. Probably. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Nora and Kevin, uh, the next scene is, is them ascending up to the top of the pillar to go through Pillar Man's belongings. They find a photo of him with a killer whale. Uh, yeah. Very, very curious on this. Yeah. I, well, I, I don't think you're ever going to get any explanation. Oh, okay. The curiosity of, of Pillar Man. I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of connection that I, that I just never have, have caught. But anyway, uh, John shows up to quote unquote pay his respects. Mike's, yeah, Mike was friends with him. Right. Yep. <laughs> and, and Nora just breaks his chops. I was confused at first. I was like, John's book. What, what's John's book? Oh, the book of Kevin. Okay. Yeah. I read your book. It's exciting. She says. And John just kind of waves and walks away. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because we know that John and Kevin are pretty close friends. We know that they live right next door to each other. We know what John was last season. Mm-hmm. He clearly is not that anymore. Uh, and yet, Nora's just really busted his chops hard. But anyway. Anyway, she says to Kevin, if we can't have a sense of humor about you being the Messiah, then we're going to have a problem. Uh, and And that is... That is something that we want to keep an eye on uh, is just the idea of Nora thinking the whole thing about Kevin, what has happened to Kevin is a, is a total joke is something that is, is it's going to be with her for a while. So let's keep an eye on that. Duly noted. Yep. Uh, stinky. Right. <laughs> All right, Fist, here we go. So <laughs> when they descend uh there's a painting of pillar man's ascension where he's look yeah yeah he's looking like the messiah it's, it's pretty hysterical yeah, yeah. and uh S- sandy <laughs> says something to to nora i can't remember exactly what she says but uh, she starts smoking and, and she says something to nora like excuse me while i go smoke my coping mechanism <laughs> yeah now now smoking comes up pretty significantly later in the episode too. Wow, when Nora You're right, yeah, Nora, Nora uses it too. Yeah. Against a, the rules. Against the rules. So this is clearly a coping mechanism. Rules breaker. I mean, yeah. Like I mean if we, have, <laughs> have we ever seen Nora smoke? I don't think so. I don't think. Huh. You know, I didn't think about that. Um yeah. I, no, yeah, I can't think of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we have. Anyway, uh, Kevin just wants to keep everybody calm until after the anniversary. Nora can't even let a prayer circle happen in peace, so they're in completely different camps about this. Kevin's just like, just let them do their thing. We got to get through the anniversary. Nora just can't even abide people saying prayers by the pillar. Okay. Yeah. So. A lie. Yeah, it is. It's a lie. And one thing Nora cannot abide is a lie. Yeah. Well, I know. I think one thing Nora can't abide is people thinking someone new departed. I think there are several things. Lo- More uh, than a lie. <laughs> I think Nora can live with a lie. <laughs> uh, Nora seems, I, I mean, 
trying to think of, a, of of another example, but it seems to me like Nora, like, will condemn the heck out of you if you lie to her, but she doesn't have any problem lying to other people. Yeah, yeah. So I think to... I think she she thinks her lying's more justified, which it may or may not be, but that's yeah. how she feels. Might be right. Yeah. Might not be. I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, the vibe. Yep. Yep. Uh, she goes for her cast removal, so we figure out about the cast and what the story. Is a, a note on getting cast. Have you ever had a cast? No, me either. I always when they use like saw things to cut it off. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, I'm just saying that's. How many times does that guy? Can I get a percentage on how often? Just, just you get nicked a little. Not even like you get. <laughs> I, I'm just curious. What's the, what's the, completely flawless rate on that? I didn't think they actually do that. I thought they used like those scissors that have the blunt, and they just kind of stick that end of it under the cast. And... Yeah, but then you gotta like use your you gotta like move your fingers up. You, if you ever use scissors for a long time, your like fingers start you know. Oh, I know it's hard. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe they just yeah. I know. I'll take the risk for you, patient. I got pretty good like practicing insurance, <laughs> so I'm willing to take this risk for the both of us. You get okay. the cast off sooner. I don't have to stress out my fingers. <laughs> Fair deal. I don't know. I don't know if I'd sign up for that. Ah well, doctor but... said it's okay. Oh, must be true then. <laughs> but we do get to see uh, quickly, very briefly. The tattoo that's under the cast. Did you I see? Did not, no, did not notice that. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 visible here, so it kind of gives us an idea that the cast was covering a tattoo. Although, I mean, when I first saw this, I don't think I took a note of it because I I, I wasn't sure that she didn't have that already. Like it's been three years. We don't know. What's yeah, I just. Well, yeah, I just didn't. I I I didn't even know Nora didn't like. I didn't keep track of her tattoos at all. So. I don't, Mm-hmm. If she had any, I guess she didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think she did either. But anyway, the doctor uh, stops her before she leaves and asks her if she slammed her own car door on her own arm on purpose, which is interesting. Not something I ever would have expected here. No, yeah, I did not think that was um. <laughs> That's not the outcome I was expecting. No, and, and she, of course, says, "Now, why in God's name would I do that?" Like she totally denies it. So here she the- denies it, but she denies it in like just a her matter of fact way. Is kind of like she's just denying it, but she totally did it. Absolutely. So, so is this a lie? Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I, you know, I want to, I want to really drive home the point that Nora has no tolerance for people lying to her, but it's, if the, if it serves her purposes to lie, she has no problem spinning one out. I see. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. So, so, you know, she, she has no problem lying to this doctor about her cast, but the fact that this woman's lying about her husband departing is just like that. Well, okay. I, I, I will argue though, that these are very different situations in terms of lying. Correct. But okay. Um, the fact that her brother Matt is lying to her. Nah, he never lied. He didn't lie. <laughs> but he's, he's very close. Some might call that near lying. 
Uh, and she did get upset about that. And, and that... So far, I think Nord's been super unreasonable by calling out and lying herself. Hypocritical, possibly, but mm-hmm. I don't think her lie is as worse as, like, the disappearing pillar man. I, I agree. But it is a lie, right? Certainly. Yeah. I, I agree. Okay. Th- this is where the episode starts to get very exciting to me. Mm-hmm. She leaves the doctor, and she gets this phone call. And she says, uh, the, the person on the other side uh, and says, this is Mark Lynn Baker. I, I knew the name Mark Lynn Baker. I knew. So, so that name sounded very familiar. I was like, I've heard this name before. The Baker. <laughs> Something about this. He's, I've heard this before. Oh, I, 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 I tried to say it as many times as I could. I, I, listen, I, I was getting a radar. I'm like, is this? Like, no, it's Larry and Belky. Yeah. Two strangers. And I was like, "Is that an actor? Is that one of the?" No, I I couldn't I could not pin the name exact. I just I was wondering if it had with Perfect Strangers, though. And yeah. we very we very quickly learned it does. But I was like, "This is this name yeah. is very familiar." And Nora doesn't recognize the name. She recognizes the name, but can't place it either. But I was I again got goosebumps. I was so excited. I was like, "Oh my god, this is Marklin Baker!" Oh my god. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he he calls her, and says to her would you like to see your children again now if you're gonna get Nora's attention the way to get Nora's attention is not to say you know when did you move into this house uh where were you standing when like the way to get her attention is would you like to see your children again because we know she does or you lie to her also get her attention yeah that's true that's true (laughs) in a good way yep Fake a departure, that'll get her attention too. But he says, would you like to see your children again? And he tells her that he'll be in St. Louis for 24 hours. If she wants to see her children, she needs to see him first. So now she, when he first said it, he she immediately dismissed it, you know, and, and tried to start, you know, tr- busting him like, I'm going to find out where you are. We're going to put a stop to this. And he said, you don't have to find me. Like, I'll, I'll tell you where I am. I'm, I'm here. This is where I am. And you need to see me if you want to see your children again. So, yeah. I mean, that's Sawyer level, con levels. You know I mean? Leave them with the money. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is, I mean, it's really interesting. Is this a, an elaborate con? Is, uh, you know, and she, she plays all, all the scenarios. Either you're a victim or you're part of it. And and it's, it is interesting to think about. But, you know. He, he puts it out there and, and just leaves it there because he, he hangs up. That, that's it. That's all she gets. And she's got to make the decision now whether she's going to go see him in St. Louis or not. And the first person she calls after she gets off the phone with him is George Brevity. Do you well, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's the person from the departure or the Department of Southern Departures that came and visited to report on Evie. Yep. He likes his brisket. Loves or, at least, or at least he enjoyed the brisket. Yep. Yep. It was a miracle, miracle brisket, but uh, he's, she's chopping on down on the sandwich as, as Nora tells him about this says that she thinks he's uh, running a carrot stick out of St. Louis. Uh, you've talked about carrots and sticks with me several times, I think mostly on the lost podcast though. So did you get excited to hear her say a carrot stick out of St. Louis? I mean, not really it's just an expression, but <laughs> I appreciate it that they. I'm 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 happy to know that I inspired something in the world. Okay. 
you feel like just let me have that one yeah that can be yours okay yeah no okay <laughs> i don't want people to actually think i think that yeah okay and no, i i like that um expression carried on a stick why yeah. i don't know but i don't know since when has you ever, ever seen a carried on a stick work well i don't well, think it's a carrot on a stick it's a carrot stick oh okay you've got a carrot and he's got a stick the carrot is what he's offering now. Do you want to see your kids again? Uh, the stick is... Wow. Mr. Sal, I've completely misunderstood that for like my whole life. I thought it was a carrot and a stick. I mean, there there could be a carrot on a stick dangling in front of a, a, a horse or donkey or whatever it is. That's, that's what I always thought of it as. But it, the expression is about the carrot or the stick. Yeah, like, like big carrot. stick diplomacy. Yeah. Softly. The big stick. Huh. Wow, that's life changing to me. There you go. Oh, I'm glad I could stick, change your life. St- carrot and the stick. Not carrot the on carrot, stick. The carrot entices you to move forward. Uh, the stick entices you to run away. So you use. Or at least it can it can demobilize you when you're invaded in by the carrot. Right, right. So I, I mean, the the way the expression works is you got a stubborn mule or donkey or whatever. You can put a carrot in front of it and make it walk toward the carrot by rewarding it. Or you can punish it from behind and make it walk forward to avoid the punishment. So it's basically what's better, the carrot or the stick, the reward or the punishment. What's what's a better motivating force? Oh, okay. This is, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Always, okay. You just, sorry. You've, you've, ha, huh, I've been using that wrong my whole life. Okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so a carrot stick in this case i assume is he has offered the carrot that's her, that is a, a, a reward for her moving forward to st louis uh but my guess is if she doesn't take it she thinks there will be some sort of threat that will still move her towards st louis either and, way and my thought is it's a carrot on a stick it's it's it, like you know help something nice nice little treat for you so she wants to luring her in and that might be that's a perfectly like bees uh, to a flower is that is that yeah sure that works now i have to check with all of them <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah but uh she uh george brevity does talk to her about uh pillar man she asks him about marklin baker and summarizes their conversation and he eventually it does uh approve her travel to st louis and uh we are left to wonder if she's going because she believes it or because she doesn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think she totally kind of believes. She's using this as an excuse to be able to try it out. So I, there are a couple ways to think about this, I think. Like, I think that she definitely, like, she's definitely enough of a skeptic and enough of a don't you dare lie to me type of person that I think there's enough there. We could view this as there's enough motivation for her to be going in order to break it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In order to bust, the, bust whatever this scam is, if it's a scam. This carrot operation. Yeah. This carrot operation. Carrot operation. There we go. Um, but we also know that she is uh, pretty attached to her children and would do pretty much anything to see them. So I think that even though she may be going to bust this operation, she may also have in the back of her mind some hope that it's true right mm-hmm. uh and the fact that it's not too far from where lily is is just the just the right amount of motivation to get her to actually commit to it in a, in a minute here mm-hmm. yeah 
Any dis- do you disagree with any of that? Uh, no, no. Okay. All right. So uh, when she gets back uh, to her house, is this this isn't when she walks in on Kevin? No, no, no. This is no. not. No. Uh, Kevin. Uh, she asks Kevin if she can take the book of Kevin on the plane mm-hmm. with her. She needs something to read. Uh, this is one of the funniest lines in the leftovers i think are you busting my balls can holy balls be busted (laughs) (laughs) uh enjoyed that line anyway uh she confirms that he believes the book is ridiculous right she 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 wants to make sure like we're, we're on the same page about this right like this this is ridiculous uh he does you know confirm that but do you think he thinks it's ridiculous not as much as Nora seems to no i mean he d- he doesn't look all that he doesn't sell it very well <laughs> no. you know so so i think that that's something else for us to watch is i mean i think he's pissed off that matt and john and michael wrote this book about him i i think that he does not believe that he's any kind of messiah but he also believes that the stuff in the book is true, right? He got shot point blank and in, in the in, in the chest and lived. You know, he drank poison, died, was buried for eight hours and crawled out. He tried to commit suicide with a cinder block tied around his ankle, and the lake dried up in an earthquake. So he knows what's in this book. He knows that it's true. He just doesn't see himself as any kind of deity yeah sadly sadly oh you want him to yeah oh my hope for the season is kevin leans fully into being a deity at some point he's like you know what guys you're right and he's like <laughs> i am the next prophet and now you know and we see, you know that's like episode six and episode seven we see kevin you know walking the streets of miracle people shooting him he's like aha you're like Shoot me as you will, like my followers. It will do nothing. <laughs> just no, walking down the street. That's just yeah. I I mean watch so, as I as I go underwater for three hours and come back. Holy fine. Walk so, through fire. I oh, sorry. So do you think that Okay. Do you think because you know Matt's opinion is that Kevin can't die in miracle. Mm-hmm. Right? Kevin doesn't believe that he thinks he can die anywhere yet he keeps putting these plastic bags over his head so the thing i'm sorry i'll continue and coming very close to death um we know that every time he goes back to the hotel there's some sort of trial or quest he has to complete so where do you stand on his immortality here's the thing I don't know if every time he does the bag, he goes to the hotel. I don't know how close to death he's putting himself. We, we, we don't know. He, we hear he allegedly goes, I always rip off the bag. But is he just saying that? Well, like, he, he has to rip off the bag. I, yeah, you're right, but I guess you're right there. But yeah. like, is he conscious the whole time? This is what I'm trying to say. And I guess I don't know the time dilation for going into the 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 hotel you know if, yeah. if time passes or how quickly in the relativity between that uh i like to think i like to think he goes to the hotel and it's like i said he's really good at singing homeward bound now <laughs> uh, he has the same quest every time he's got to sing it he's gotten really good but 
Yeah, yeah. Got to put on, put on the cop uniform. Uh, I, I listen. All all we say this for some. If they do this, I I will be so happy. If later later in the season, uh, Kevin gets a chance at karaoke or he gets a chance to sing and he sings Homeward Bound and he sings it pitch perfect. Because <laughs> then I'll know he's. You know, then we know he's gonna do that quest over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> and that just just that message alone, like that would be incredible to me. That would I, be incredible. that would be. I don't think that's gonna happen, but I would love it if that did happen because I think part of it is questioning: Does he go back to the hotel or not? I don't know. Maybe you do know. Hmm. Interesting. So, Kevin, or, or I'm sorry, Nora says that she's got to go to St. Louis for work, and she's checking in at this kiosk in the airport, and it keeps asking her. Are you traveling with an infant? She keeps trying to check no. It won't let her check no. She she finally like just asks for a new kiosk because even though the the airline what what do you call this person airline like attendant because she's not yeah. on the airline I don't know, but airline check in person I, I I don't customer service kind of I mean, yeah. So she she tells her, yeah, don't worry about it. Just say yes, it's fine. It doesn't matter because it's you know we're not going to charge you for two seats. But Nora will not say yes to that, and and we don't know what happened to Lily yet at this point. But I, I mean, I cert- I certainly was suspicious that this had something to do with Lily mentally. Okay. That they did a subliminal subliminal message again, right? Who did the the show? This way they cut they cut and show Lily. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so we, so we know that that's what she's thinking, and that's why she will not use this kiosk. Not, not. This is a not a good thing for her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she arrives at the hotel in St. Louis. Uh, she confirms at the front desk that there's going to be a rental car waiting for her, which I didn't think anything of, yeah. but, but in retrospect, I'm like, wait a minute, what? Why does she need a rental car? I, so no, I so here's what happens. So she gets a deluxe king room, which I was like, okay, that's a bit. Taste is quite high. I see there, Nora. I wonder if that's on the taxpayers' bill. Um, <laughs> your your taste to be frowned upon by many taxpayers. Uh, yeah. Then she says rental car. I'm like, okay, fine. Just got to get around. Got to meet uh, Mark Lynn Baker. Then she says she has to meet someone in the hotel, Mark Lynn Baker, and that goes well. Wait a second, Nora. <laughs> Why need the rental car then? Yeah. How I was like, oh, wait, what's up with the rental car? Exactly. So the I think the point of this scene being here is to show us later that this whole trip to see Lily was premeditated. Yeah. This was not on a whim. Yeah. This, she, she lands there and it's already getting the rental car. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's an important distinction to make. But anyway, she does get get up to Marklin Baker's room and before I go into this scene, which I, this is like one of my favorite scenes. This is probably my favorite scene in this episode and one of my favorite scenes in the whole series. I love this scene. Uh, but before we get into this, uh, I want to let you know that Marklin Baker actually auditioned to be in The Leftovers. As what character? As as Nora's boss in season one. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Well, thank God he didn't get that role. Well, they... they he, when he auditioned, they said, you, you did a great audition, but we already like have referenced you on the show at this point. Like, Oh, wow. So they already... Oh, I see what you mean. He wanted to be Nora's bot. Wait, 
So he had Marklin Baker, the actor, auditioned to be Nora's boss. That's season one, right? Yeah, one. But they already referenced, they had already referenced that the four main characters from Perfect Strangers had departed. I see. Okay. Right. And so they, they didn't want to bring him in because they, uh, they didn't want to have Marklin Baker playing another role on the show because they've already said that he departed. But then they, okay. But wow. What, what, what a lucky coincidence, I guess, for them that the stars align to make the storyline. Right. Right. So, so then I thought they got Marklin Baker in the beginning. They're like, you know what? Actually hold off. We want to pay off at some other, well, no, because they didn't know they'd have other seasons. No, they didn't. It was the stars aligned. Right. Well, in season two, he did have one scene. Do you remember? Yeah. 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 It's when the press finds him in Mexico. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they did bring him back for that. And then they brought him back for this scene, obviously. And he definitely got the better end of this, of the deal here. (laughs) Oh yeah. You got, you got to, I said, I don't really remember what Nora's boss looks like. Nope. I remember what Mark Lynn Baker here looks exactly. like. Exactly. It was also really jarring hearing him talk, having now started watching a bit of a Perfect Strangers. I know. And seeing him be be so much so aged. <laughs> he's so aged, but like he sounds like he kinda acts a lot like Larry. Except, yeah. Except not as anal, I guess. I don't know. Right. Yes. He just he, but he, he sounds just like him because Oh yeah. <laughs> You're right, yeah, it sounds just like him. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, Marklin Baker asks her for her phone and Im- immediately drops it on the toilet. Now, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of rude right there. He, does, like, he goes, he immediately references, well, the cloud holds everything now. Yeah. And when did, what year did this come out? Like 2016? 17. 17. Okay. More recent. I mean, the cloud was there. Uh, yeah, cloud, cloud was there. Acceptable. Yeah. Still very rude. <laughs> Not everything's on the cloud. Like, yeah, your photos and stuff, not necessarily on the cloud. Depending on it's. <laughs> You're, you're, yeah, just okay. Yeah, no, very, very rude, very rude. In fact, you know, so rude that if I were Nora, I'd be just out of there. I demand his phone and yeah, right. his phone in the toilet. <laughs> if everything's in the cloud, that's what, that's my next argument. It's like, I guess give me your phone. Let me throw something. I guess this, he doesn't have a phone other than the one he uses to connect with whoever these people are. I'm blood hungry, Mister Sal. At that point, I don't care. Yeah, like I, I need a phone that belongs to him. If not, he better order a phone, use it, and then let me put it in the toilet. He's got this really nice suit. I'd say, give me that suit jacket. I'm gonna throw you this suit jacket. Give me your shoes. Crash yeah, <laughs> or something. Anyway, yeah, but uh, but anyway, uh, he after he does that, he is gonna tell her. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I I'm just it popped in my head that you took a suit, but his suit was a horrible match for you. And like, like, like it's just the wrong size. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, just but you wear it out of spite anyway. <laughs> That'd be pretty. I love cool. that image of it. Anyway, pretty good. Yeah. So he's get, he's he's going to go into telling her about wh- how, what the deal is, why he called her here, and he does this with with note cards because he doesn't want to screw up the science. He says, and he says that that trace amounts of neutron radiation were found within 48 hours uh, at sites where departures had occurred, right? He says the best f- physicist in the world named it low amplitude Denzinger radiation, which is uh, abbreviated ladder. But did you recognize the name Denzinger here or no? It reminds me uh, in the very first episode. Yes. Wow. Good for you. 
for those of you who don't remember that, it was the Denziger Commission that was giving the report to what appeared to be probably the United States Senate, uh, where they basically said they don't know what happened. <laughs> the most, ah, uh, yeah. what an embarrassing to be that commission. So, Guys, figure out what happened, okay? And then however long later, I mean, it's been what, like three years at that point almost? For season one? Yeah, three years, yeah. 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 So, we've come back to you. Don't know what happened. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. So the idea is to create a device that blasts uh, its contents with low amplitude Denziger radiation, and it would go. He says, and Nora wants to know go where, and he says wherever they went. So th this is interesting because this is like the most scientific answer that we've gotten so far. Yeah, it's a, but it still doesn't explain why or where it just it, like even if what he's saying is true all it would do is send a person there like it wouldn't bring you back it wouldn't bring your loved ones back it wouldn't help help, help figure out it wouldn't help anyone figure out how to avoid a second departure my my my, my next question is is uh, this is my immediate first thought of if this is if if we assume this works this is real and Hitting someone with the ladder. Yep. Uh, I'm calling it like that now. The ladder. Hit them with the ladder. Then yep. they get sent to wherever they go. If you are wherever they go and you get hit with another ladder, you stay where you are? You, do you go to like, <laughs> do you go down like another layer deeper? Like, is this almost like Inception? Do you go deeper? Like, Interesting. Oh, man. Do you... Or do you go back? Like, this is... Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was like, this is true. Like, oh, but I, that, that, that assumes that wherever this ladder sends you is a place where you can get laddered again. Like, maybe, maybe you do just poof out of existence. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what Nora obviously thinks. Well, that could be the case. Cause they can't just prove the fact that it doesn't poof you out of existence. They just know that's what happened to them. Right. Exactly. So, so they're still correct in saying it takes you where they are because yeah. if they got poofed out and literally like just ceased to exist, period, not didn't go anywhere. Well, same thing happens to you. So, much like Matt, technically not lying. Yep, exactly. I love this scene so much because the the like the, between the the music and Marklin Baker, it just it escalates so much. It's like somewhat lighthearted in the beginning, and just by the end of the scene, like it is almost gut wrenching. It, it's it's pretty incredible. Uh, he explains that the unit that they use to to fire the people with the ladder uh, is mobile uh, because they don't want to be found. Uh, and he sympathizes with her. He, he, he says he felt the same way that she feels right now when someone named Lauren told him about it. I, by the way, this is um, a very dubious feeling about Mark and one. There's, there's something that doesn't quite fit right with me. Maybe you can explain that. Okay. Uh, no, no, continue on. Continue on. I just want to make sure you, sure you remind that if I forget to. Yep. And he, uh, Nora asks where Lauren is now, and she tell he tells her that she went through. That's the term that he uses to describe someone who gets hit with a ladder, is they go through. Yeah. Now, now, at this point, we get one of those subliminal flash flashes to Nora's kids, okay, which is really useful, I think, because it helps us remember 
that she even though she's gonna she's playing the skeptic she's a hopeful skeptic yes right would you agree that's yeah she wants to believe yeah 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 she's a hopeful skeptic so yeah um she asked about the cost because you know as a representative of the department of sudden departures like the reason she is doing this is to figure out what the scam is like how much are they scamming people for if it's a scam right i think she hopes that it's not but if it is she's really going to bust it up Hmm. right uh but uh marklin baker says it's some percentage of your net worth that's different for everybody so so i i like when he said that i know there's been talks about certain fines like speeding tickets being a percent of your net worth so on so maybe to a max degree but this made me think of what if everything you bought was a percent of your net worth oh that'd be terrible <laughs> i mean i thought like like does that work no it mustn't work right oh but imagine like imagine you run a mango stand and a billionaire walks by you and he wants a mango he's gotta pay you like fifty thousand dollars for that mango oh my god i mean right like yes that's not too bad <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but no, I was like, I was even like, I wonder if this could ever apply to like a private market thing, not not like a government fine or something. And I was like, huh, because this, this is a private market enterprise, right? This they because they could charge, you know, two thousand. They could charge. I mean, they charge over like twenty five, twenty thousand, right? But they could mm-hmm. pick an arbitrary amount and send that. You know, say that everyone pays this much, but they choose to do it on the person, so. I guess, you know, certain, like, insurances do it that way, but it's more on your risk factor. They don't care how much you make as much as they care about... Maybe they do. I don't know what they factor into their formulas, but... Yeah. I I just... I wonder. I wonder if there's a private market thing that doesn't take into any consideration other than your net worth and makes you pay accordingly, or, like, some degree. Very interesting concept. It's a very interesting concept to me, just a private market thing doing that. Yeah, it definitely is. I think it makes a lot of sense for this whoever they are to be charging a percentage of the net worth since their clientele are people who are going someplace where they're likely not taking any of their net worth with them yeah it's a kind thing so then everyone can afford it exactly but i mean but yeah it's a kind thing yeah for example funeral home could do that maybe Handle your funeral, take a percent of your net worth, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> continue on. Just... I don't think they should take a percentage of my net worth if I'm paying for the funeral of someone else. No, but... no, no, no. Like you, if, if you die, a percent of your net worth goes to the funeral yeah. home that cares for you. Gotcha. That's, that's kind of a good analogy to, to what's going on here. Kind of, yeah. 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 But Nora doesn't, uh, she, she tells Marilyn Baker that she doesn't know if he's a victim of this or part of it but they're not sending people to a magical place. They're incinerating them. So this would be, this would be the, the, the con, the con is give us your money and then we kill you. Yeah. We basically kill you. And there's nothing, there's, there's nothing anybody can do about it. <laughs> Which is had a mighty, like, I mean, a dirty con, but pretty well out that con. You, you're tied up your loose ends. Yeah, angry customers ain't coming back. No, especially when we see these interviews with them mm-hmm. later. In the episode. It's like they have documentation that 
indemnifies them of any wrongdoing. <laughs> Let's see. Now, there's this case for, I believe, assisted suicides, and at least in the United States, mm-hmm. it, it's illegal to assist someone in a suicide. So, is well, that, that might be. Is that the whole United States or just states? State by state, by state is what I'm saying. Okay. So, this. I mean, I was, uh, maybe there yeah, sounds like the people on this committee are very, you know, they're, they're careful where they do, you know, they're going place to place. Uh, but if they're going place to place, probably some illegality to this, or at least they're, they're, they're fearful of perhaps the, we've seen what, uh, the government's done, like with the, the cult, uh, inside the government. And now I, I wouldn't surprise me if the departure or the department of sudden departures also did some pretty extreme stuff, but they move around, uh, so maybe if they're doing this in states where it's legal, that and uh, in, in other places in the world, like Melbourne, we hear has a X stop later on, that uh, they could get away with this. But just because they get like people saying it's okay for you know whatever happens to them, and that they're like fully functioning person and fit, that I that doesn't like absolve it of the crime. Like it could still be a crime in some places. That's a fair point. I guess it depends on how they pitch it, but the, you know this thing the, they move around with it because they know that it's illegal, like you said. So. Yeah. Well, of course, maybe maybe they are doing it completely legally, though. Maybe they're just afraid they'll be thought of as a scam. It's kind of hard to prove that you're not a scam without yeah. proofing someone <laughs> that you can't bring back. So it's 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 uh it, yeah, it's kind of hard to prove it. Yeah. Nearly impossible, actually. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway. Marklin Baker ignores the idea that, like, what he has just, what Nora has just told him is somewhat insulting to him. She, she either has called him like a sap who's fallen victim to a con or a con artist himself. Yeah. So, but he doesn't even respond. And he gives her a phone. They're going to, this is a phone that they're going to call her on with a formal invitation. Uh, and he also gives her a USB. Uh, drive with testimonials from all 119 people who have used the, uh, the device okay. um, and at this point Marklin Baker really starts to escalate here uh, and he, he starts talking about these people who gave testimonials they're not suckers they have to pass an IQ test there's a Nobel laureate on there he even drops the fact that he himself has two degrees from Yale does Marklin Baker actually have two degrees yes, yes he does and in fact that was um, not originally in the script. <laughs> I was also, I was also like, <laughs> I'm like, what a flex! Like they wrote that in for him that he could flex about his. I, I've I've always thought about how fun it is for actors that get to play themselves. Yes. The film like Marklin Baker is Marklin Baker. Uh, I'm trying to think of another. I've seen other. Can you give another example of someone who plays themselves? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, oh, this is a this is a really long stretching one, but um. David Hasselhoff in the Spongebob movie. Oh my god. You guys play David Hasselhoff. Um, have you seen, uh, is it Zombieland? No, I've not seen Zombieland. So. Is, am I saying that right? The one with Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg? This does not sound familiar to me. Oh man, maybe it's not Zombieland. Uh, I'm gonna... I mean, zombie anything. I've not seen many zombie movies. So. Okay. Anyway, in that one, Bill Murray plays himself. Uh, it's, ve- it's very... Very entertaining. I, I I like it when act when someone gets to come in and play themselves. Yes, as a role, just because that's 
it's meta, but it's meta in a good way because it can fit. Yeah. But you know what we're seeing. So. Exactly. But anyway. You, this, this is very cool. I, I, I love this scene so much. <laughs> so you went off the script here? You just wanted to flex him on his two degrees? Off the script. Like, when he saw that line, he was like, you know, I have two degrees from male, dude. Should I throw that in here? And they were like, oh, yeah, you should definitely throw that in. <laughs> so... Yeah, uh, Nora asks if Marklin Baker is still is married, and he says not anymore. Uh, and is that also <laughs> real? I that I'm not sure about. I, okay. I, I'd have to look that up. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, he, she, but she's he asks her the same question, and she says no, but she's in a committed relationship. <laughs> and then Marklin Baker, I mean, really like starts to look somewhat agitated here. You know, he says, I guess I'm just wasting my breath then, which is, we can remember the very first episode, the pilot of the series, that's what the Guilty Remnant showed up with signs that said, stop wasting your breath at the point. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 There are a number of Guilty Remnant references throughout this season, even even though the Guilty Remnant doesn't play a major role in this season. uh, There are a lot of references here. So, uh, Noral, yeah, sorry, Noral, Nora. <laughs> uh, Noral. Yeah, N- Nora affirms that. She's like, yeah, you are, you're wasting your breath. I mean, she, she's sometimes kind of a jerk, but uh, I gotta love her. But anyway, she thinks that he might be suicidal. And this, this is like th- where the scene goes from this is so entertaining seeing Marklin Baker play himself here to man, this is serious stuff. And, and you, you feel his trauma. It's, it's, it's really amazing. And, and I've read, I've heard interviews with Damon Lindelof about this scene and how excited he was about it because he's like, you know, if I, if I tell you that we're going to have a scene with Marklin Baker uh, on the leftovers, like, you're going to think that it's going to be something funny. And then when you see it and like your heart breaks for him, if we can do that, then my, we will have accomplished everything we ever wanted to. It's, <laughs> what a goal. I want to break your heart. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. So anyway, uh, he says four series regulars, three go and one stays me. You know what the odds of that are? And, and of course, Nora, Nora knows the odds of that. The exact same, yeah. Exact same odds, one in 128,000. And, and uh, Marklin Baker says, what happened was arbitrary. I didn't do anything to deserve this. I don't want to kill myself. I want to take some effing control. So, so that, to me, is the problem I have. Okay. Why is he not laddered? Why has he not laddered? Yeah, he he's about to. And so this is so that's my next, that's the, that's the one solution to this is that so someone told him now he has to tell Nora. My 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 guess is so this this if if this these people or this organization maybe it's a person but sounds like people that are behind the ladder, yeah, uh, device whatever have you. They seem so. First, they make you pay with a percent of your net worth, so they don't want the payment to be the issue that stops you. I wonder if, in order to get laddered, you have to get someone else to agree to get laddered. Right, that's part of the process. Yes, because then, because that way, they can perpetually always have more customers in that sense. Like you agree to get someone laddered, 
once they're ready to go, you can get laddered. Then you 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 give them okay. Oh, okay, so think of it like this. Nor so think of it like this. Uh, Lauren. He, sorry, Lauren pays. Okay, Lauren, you've paid. Your last thing is to convince someone. Lauren goes, convinces um, Mark. Mark pays. Lauren, you can now go, you can now get laddered. Mark, you have to convince someone. And you keep going. It kind of ends the line a bit if someone pays but then doesn't want to, or if they can't ever convince anyone or they give up or don't want to go through with it. But, mm-hmm. you know. That I, but listen, they changed that rule to two people, then boom. They've, they've made it so that way it's much more feasible to stay alive. Yep. I wonder if that's the thing they do there. These guys, oh, this group. I will be if they if that is their plan. They make the people recruit before they get through, and if they make them recruit two people and get two other people to pay, I'll be, I'll be very impressed. Can I ask? I mean, you can choose not to answer. Obviously, is do we see Marklin Baker again or hear of him again? I'm not gonna answer that one. I, I, I feel like we will. I hope we do. He's so awesome. Like I, I'm, I was so impressed with him. Like it's cousin Larry, but like, like at a certain point in the scene, he stops being cousin Larry. Anymore. Yeah, an older cousin Larry becomes yeah. very man. I feel bad for. Yeah, it's it's really cool. But this idea of taking control seems to resonate with Nora because she in her room she covers the smoke detector with aluminum foil and starts smoking in her white robe. So there's another guilty remnant reference. Oh, I didn't even notice that she was dressed in white. Yep, I mean it's a it's a you know hotel robe, but yeah. yeah. And she watches these testimonials, and she, I, I, there's something about the way she watches them that just really it worries me so much because I'm like, what? Tell me you're not going for this, Nora. Please tell me this is not what you want to do. I, but as I watch this, I, it, it looks more and more with every testimonial like she's being swayed. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, she's watched bait. It looks like she watches all of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So the next morning, uh, she, gets, she goes out to the rental car and she inputs Eminence, Kentucky into the GPS. And the GPS will not work. It will not take her there. Second time technology has failed in this episode. Yep. <laughs> yep, indeed. Or this is a running theme. Nor is just bad with technology. Yeah, I, well, it definitely is a running theme in this episode. Yeah. It, so, just bad with technology. Uh, is she bad with technology or is she Nora cursed? No, she's bad with technology. I mean, my GPS works fine. Or is the, is the universe trying to tell her something? I mean, if the universe is trying to tell her something here, you know, are you traveling with an infant and it won't let her check no? Uh, and then it won't let her program. Maybe that means. Yep. Don't go to Kentucky. Yep. Don't go to Kentucky. So, so, and then, you know, at the end of the episode, Kevin says, I want a baby. I want to have a baby. Yeah. yeah. So, so all this stuff is kind of pointing in the same direction. But anyway, uh, she, Drives to Kentucky without GPS at all. And while she's driving, I don't know if you noticed this. Did you notice the piano version of the Perfect Strangers theme song playing? No, I did not. I yeah. it that well. So. Yeah. yeah. So she's driving and that song is playing just a piano version of it. 
and actually a lot most of the shots i think mirror marklin baker's trip in the opening credits sequence oh okay. of strangers interesting i yeah. i i this is where i got cognizant of the fact she no longer has a phone so i was like oh rip that Nora's phone. that's right exactly like i will not travel this far without a phone no granted she has more inspiration than i do to go but yeah, she definitely does you know that inspiration is at this playground now so when i saw the playground i was like lily must be here okay and lily's not dead lily's in this playground yeah yeah she is and, and nora sees a little boy take a shovel from her and nora again just cannot abide this and she goes out to the playground and confronts this kid. <laughs> so this is a question i have for you as oh i don't want to say the line because i don't want people to mistake me being a parent but you are a parent i sure am and have you ever confronted so i this has happened to me a parent confronting me when i was a kid and then i'm like oh just 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 because a parent confronts a little kid they just always listen for the most part they listen yeah, right. if it's not if it's like if it's a stranger adult in the playground, they tell me something, I I probably listen, right? Have yeah. you ever confronted a stranger kid? Not there, you go up to the kid, you go, hey, blank, and then the kid would do that. Um, you ever boss around a stranger kid? Well, stranger's not, kid, not for the sake of of bossing them around. Well, no, yeah, no, okay, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not saying you're going up to the kids and you're going, hey, my I need to, somebody to shovel my driveway. I see you guys are playing out in the snow over there. How are you guys gonna? Like I'm not saying your uh, boss, but you 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 direct them in some capacity. Like maybe uh, they're doing. Hey guys, so don't that don't do that, or just just yep. you, yeah. Have, if it's dangerous to my kids. But, but have you done that? Not would yeah. you? You have. No, okay. I have. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the parent gusto right there. See, I I can't do that. I no. can try to, but I'm not as authoritative. I'm, I'm I guess I'm an adult. A parent. The kids can sense. The kids can smell that. Okay. Well, Nora is a parent. Nora is a parent. So she has that ability. So when she goes up to this kid and says, "That's not yours," that kid knows she's she means business and gives it up. Yeah. If I if I went up to that kid, the kid would just not listen. It, they could tell. I don't know how children know, but they can tell. It's like how some some things can smell fear. Yep. Kids kids could tell if you're a parent or not. Anyway, come hmm. yep. <laughs> on. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, yeah. So she, when she goes up to this kid and says, "That's not yours," like that, she that is something that is probably echoing in her ears from the, the anniversary when the there was the woman in the encampment who kept getting on her case about Lily saying, "That's not your baby." Oh That's- yeah. And then eventually swipe. Oh wow, yep. that is hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A lot, a lot of lines to be drawn here. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Christine, that's well, not yours. Uh, mm-hmm. Stranger lady. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she gives the shovel back to Lily, but Lily doesn't remember her. This is this is gut wrenching. That 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 is heartbreaking. Oh, I mean, we don't know how long Lily was with them. Yeah, there's a three year gap. We don't know if it was only like a month afterward or. Yeah. yeah. But we know that Nora was attached to her, and and seeing this happen, this is this is heartbreaking for sure. And then Christine walks over and says, "What are you doing here, Nora?" Um, 
were you surprised to see Christine? So I was kind of wondering. So I, I suspected Christine because I was like, how is Lily gone? Someone must have taken her. Either it's Christine or someone from Christine Christine's family or Holy Wayne's family. Holy Wayne doesn't seem to have any family. It's Christine or you know, one of her family members. And it was Christ- Christine. Yep. I, you know, I always told you, I'll still stand by the fact. Do you think she was irresponsible for leaving her in the bathroom? I disagree vehemently. Lily's more likely to be found in the bathroom than on the porch of a, of a man who frequently does not come home late at night, uh, does drugs, and quite the fact there was a riot in that town the day before and he did not come home for over 24 hours. He was gone burying a body and then dealing with a riot. Oh, boy. So, so I'm just saying. You, you, you think Tommy did the right thing? I think Christine uh, did the right thing. And just, just by pure happenstance, Tommy happened to get the baby from uh, Christine. I mean, I, you know, I think Tommy could have done better. I think that, you know, Tommy could have, but he did not. He did it worse. With the baby until his father got home. It's like Christine had an 80% chance of good fortune. Tommy had like 60 or 50. So Christine did better. Explain that again. Like I'm making up the numbers, but I'm sure I'm trying to say Christine had a better chance of something good happening to the kid. Tommy had less of a chance. Oh, just because there's more of a chance no one finds the kid, and if someone does, that's Kevin, and Kevin can be kind of crazy sometimes. Okay. All right. Well, I'll have to take that into consideration. I'm I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure that I'm following your logic because I think it's pretty clearly Tommy did the better thing here, but <laughs> I mean, I listen, Lily did get a caring home. And you know what? If, if Tommy did the right thing, Christine did the right thing because she got it to Tommy. <laughs> so, so I, I will also submit the fact that Christine is at worst equal to Tommy is what I'm going to go with. All right. <laughs> okay. You can argue against that, and I can see some arguments for that, but I will ignore them. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. We were just talking about you being bamboozled, and, like, I, I think it's really funny because I, I know that you're I'm on my side with this, but you're never going to admit that, so. <laughs> I mean, at worst, if Tommy did better, Christine got the baby to Tommy. Okay. I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm just saying. To at her her floor level is Tommy's level. All right. <laughs> and you know what? There's a one percent chance a billionaire walked into the bathroom and would have taken Lily. You think there's a one percent chance of that? No, okay, not one percent chance, but there's a chance greater. Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. There's more of a chance a billionaire or so a very okay. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll say this and we can move on. There's more of a chance that uh someone more caring. Then Kevin and Nora walks into that bathroom and gets Christine. Then Tommy does leaving her on um, Kevin's porch. So Christine's <laughs> ceiling is higher, but her floor is the same as Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> There's someone walked in before Tommy. Now you could argue someone worse than Tommy walks in, but people are good in society. And, yeah. oh, okay, I'm glad you think so. I have a very optimistic point of view on the world. Anyway. <laughs> Yes, you do. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm glad to see Christine again. Um, 
I was I was not expecting it. This, this listen, this was not the outcome I was expecting for it happened to Lily. No, me neither. <laughs> this was pretty shocking. I was I was I, I I did not think she existed in the world anymore. Quite frankly, I thought something really bad happened to her. So yep, I agree. I I did too. Yep. Yep. All right. So she's Nora's in the parking ticket booth. Uh, the parking ticket is the the thing will not take accept the parking ticket. Um, by parking ticket, I don't mean parking violation. I mean like the ticket that you get in a parking lot, so mm-hmm. that you know that you have to pay on your way out. Um, and th- she like freaks out at the person honking the horn behind her, and goes and just lifts the arm manually. So this is the third time that technology has failed her. Yeah, bad with technology, should not have left the airport. You have you ever honked your horn at someone? In anger? Have I ever honked your horn? Uh, yeah, of course I have. Yeah. I've not. That's fact. I always forget to, though. <laughs> I, was, I, I was like, I was like, that person coming. Oh, that person. What a bad driver. And I get angry. And then, like, I then it'll be like 10 seconds later, but like, dang it. Or like five. I'll be like, ah, that was my chance to finally honk. I really want to. <laughs> but I, I always forget about it until it's still, I'm too busy being angry to remember to honk. I'm like, ah, that was my chance to honk. <laughs> It makes me so upset. I really, I really want to honk at someone in anger or like justifiably. I don't want to talk at it. I, I, I always forget. Someday, someday. That's the dream. Yeah, that's the dream. Someday. Never (laughs) happened yet though, because I always forget. Makes me very sad. (laughs) Man, that is kind of heartbreaking. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to forget, but I just do. Not a habit, (laughs) which might be good or bad. I don't know. Uh, Nora is just distraught. She she's just had like this very confusing encounter with Mark Lynn Baker, and then this very traumatic encounter with Lily and Christine. And she's the only the only thing she can think of to do and the uh, toll booth. Not, not go see Kevin or go back home, but go visit Erica. So I I don't think I like the Erica scene as much as you think I do. I don't think it's bad, but. Mm-hmm. I like uh, the Erica scene's bad, but it's not like I don't think it was amazing. Okay, I mean it's it's eh, okay. This is the only scene that they could get, or this is the only episode they can only get um, Regina King for one episode. So this, yeah, this, I understand this, that. Yeah, is what it is, but yeah, well, I, I understand. This is I, I definitely like the scene with Marklin Baker more than this, but Fine. but I I do enjoy seeing Erica again. You know what? I enjoy seeing her if for no other reason than to know that she seems like she's kind of okay. It does. It's it's kind of nice seeing her kind of okay because when when we see that John and Lori are married, we are left to wonder what happened to Erica. And to be perfectly honest, like we we talked about this before, like the percentage of people who get divorced after a child dies is like sky high. Mm-hmm. So it makes a very good deal. So, and we know that Erica was going to leave John anyway. She was planning to leave John anyway. So it makes a great deal of sense that they're not together anymore. And it is good to see Erica doing seemingly pretty well. So, uh, and I, I, I like this scene uh, for what it tells us about where Nora's head is at, because very rarely, if ever, do we see Nora being this honest with anybody. No, yeah, you're right. She tells what seemingly is the truth and the complete truth. Not, not, well, not the complete truth, but she, she tells the truth. You might not elaborate. Actually, she does elaborate. See, she tells the truth. Yeah. yeah. Now, 
we have definitely seen Nora be very honest with Kevin for sure. You know, we've, we've seen her tell him that she hires prostitutes to shoot her. Like that's how their relationship was kind of forged and, and not formed. Like they were dating before that, but that's what kind of galvanized the relationship. Turn the iron to steel. Yeah, exactly. So, so that, that's something we have seen, although we haven't seen it recently. And in fact, if anything, uh, they seem to not talk to each other about these things anymore. Like he, they have not talked about Lily like at all. So this, this is, you know, we know that they're keeping secrets from each other. Nor didn't say anything to Kevin about visiting Marklin Baker in St. Louis. You know, she, she doesn't have to, it's part of her job. That's fine. But, uh, but this is the most honest and open that we've seen Nora in quite some time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so, so I do like it for, for that reason as well. Uh, they, but they, it seems like they've kept in touch. It seems, it seems like it, this is the first place she thought to, to turn on this terrible day. And, and so they, they probably have developed something of a friendship, which is interesting because the last time we saw them together uh, was the interview in Lens. Yeah, rock being thrown. Rocks were thrown? Yeah. On either side? Yeah, through windows. So, yeah. But she does, she tells... Uh, Erica, this uh, story about how very shortly after the day after the departure, when she lost her family, uh, she broke her leg, and there was a headline in the newspaper: "Nora cursed," which rhymes with "durst," and and she she kind of you know jokingly says it, but also kind of breaks down crying as she's saying it. But she tells Erica that she broke her own arm uh, to cover something up, and she she actually says the words, "I don't want to lie to you." which indicates that she does lie to other people but she lied to the, to the doctor she lied to Christine she when she said uh, what did, what did she I, I wrote down that she lied to Christine but I can't I'm having trouble remembering what she said to Christine that was a lie just that I'm, I'm here on work yeah oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. she lied yeah. that she was here on work which clearly was I mean yeah she lies to her doctor she lies to christine but she won't lie to erica which is interesting but she shows erica the wu-tang clan tattoo she calls the the wu-tang band but (laughs) anyway uh and she only has the wu-tang clan tattoo because she originally had the names of her kids tattooed on her arm but she couldn't stand the idea of people asking her about her poor departed kids all the time. So she had it covered up with the first thing that she saw, which was this Wu-Tang Clan, clan symbol. Um, yeah. Huh? And, and I think that the, the, the concept of people getting tattoos of, of loved ones who have passed is pretty common. So it makes a lot of sense that she would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she goes on to uh, ask Erica, how are you not going crazy after Evie? And Erica lays out the differences between the loss of her daughter and the loss of Nora's children. And that is that she, Evie died and Erica got to bury her. And Erica brought a trampoline. (laughs) (laughs) This, this, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's just so that like Nora can smile. So I, I think yeah, Nora can smile. Erica's okay, and they incorporated a Wu Tang Clan song. I I guess I just 
just the hopping on the trampoline. Just, I just, whatever. It's fine. It doesn't. It doesn't make the episode worse. It's just. I totally, I totally get it. That, that didn't do it for you. I understand. Maybe this is fanfic. Maybe like, wow, I, this is what I've wanted most. Erica and Nora jumping on a trampoline. One falls off and hurts their knee. I forgot how it goes, but. Okay. Oh man. So Nora uh, returns to Miracle. She's on the bridge and she gets pulled over by Tommy. I, yeah. By the way, I was. This is either Tommy or Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I was like, you know what? Kevin always likes that horse. It's totally Tommy. Yep. <laughs> That's what. Definitely, definitely. And this is actually my favorite Tommy scene in the whole series. I I love this. This is a Tommy who appears to have little to no damage. He's he's a very a lot of characters in the show are, are like damaged or have guilt. Yep. And I don't remember what he showed in episode one of this season. What did he say? Shot Dean. Yeah, but he didn't. He hasn't shown to have damage. Yet. I mean, he's shook yeah. actually. But, yeah. Well, I but I, th- I think so. I think this is another part of of what they are doing in this season is showing us some of the characters that they're pretty much done with and showing us that they're kind of okay. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy seems pretty. Like Erica seems okay. Tom, John seems okay. Jill. Uh, okay. Jill seems okay. Lori. I we haven't seen much of her, but well, from what we saw, seems okay. Well, we're gonna see a lot more of John. Yeah. So, so I'm excited to see that, but uh, Mary, I mean, marriage wise, yeah. not okay, but physically she's okay. But yeah, Tommy seems uh, out of the, the. I don't. I don't know if Tommy actually lives with uh, Kevin and Nora, but I don't. Uh, I mean, he, he doesn't really have to. He seems to have a full time job as a copy, probably afford a place to stay. But uh, yeah, he seems very. Complete. Yeah, listen, Tommy was one of the most broken characters, right? Mm-hmm. After, after, like, his whole running in season one, the whole shenanigans, he was not doing too well. Season two, he's a broken person. Yep. And season three, though, he seems whole as a pie. I don't know what you want to call it, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's good. No, I, I, I agree. And I think that's kind of the point of this scene is to show us that Tommy is kind of okay because we're not going to see Tommy again this season. Really? This is the last time we see Tommy? This is it. Really? Oh, yeah. man. I really like I like. I like what they've done with Tommy. Me too. Me and too. I wish we could see some more of it, even if it is just him being okay. Uh, okay, I, I, so I kind of take that back. There, there's one more phone conversation that we kind of hear Tommy and Jill. Um, oh, okay. But it's, oh, another Jill appearance. Oh, she's done. <laughs> it's just more of they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to worry about them. Okay, they're okay. People yeah. move on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been three years since we last saw them. You know, it seems like you know. Last time we saw Tommy, he was in Miracle with Kevin and Nora, and now he's in Miracle with Kevin and Nora. So, like, it, it seems like uh, three years in a pretty stable situation uh, have been good to him. That that it does. Yeah, but he confronts her about Christine. Uh, Nora calls the baby Lily and Tommy says her name's not Lily anymore, which that's heartbreaking in and of it itself. Is. Come on, why you gotta rename the baby? Seriously? That would, I, mean, that, I would think that would be confusing for the baby. So people talk to the baby babies in baby talk, right? As we've gone over. 
Yeah. Which that's not good for the baby either. No. So. Um, yeah. Teaches some new names. Yeah. But, but basically, uh, Tommy has uh, been sent here by Christine to, because Christine wants to make sure that she doesn't have to worry. Uh, and Nora basically tells us now what happened. She went after Nora. Nora didn't fight back. She said, she says, all I saw was a mother who had lost her child and I gave her back. So I wonder how truthful that is. And I quit just because just Nora's lied a lot. And we don't, we don't know if she's telling the truth or lying. Um, about the fact that she didn't fight back, or her reasons behind fighting back. She says she fought back. She did not fight back because Christine. Or, but I don't oh. know. Maybe she had some other reasons for not fighting back. I'm just curious. Not so but, maybe she's telling the truth, but okay. This is a theme of her lying. Maybe she's lying yeah. here. I don't but, think she is, but that's interesting because the the other times that we've seen her lie in this episode. Uh, we've gotten confirmation that she was lying. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't I don't know that we're supposed to necessarily believe that she's lying here, uh, but I think the fact that she says, you know, I saw all I saw was a mother who had lost her child. I think that gives her some uh, credence. Yeah, I guess credence. You can say that. Yeah. The, like the, the, there's there's a certain degree of belief that we kind of have to allow her because we know that she's a mother who's lost children and that she would want someone to give them back sure. so doing it for christine so now i mean i suppose we can question her motivations uh i don't think that we probably can question that she didn't fight back because tommy would have probably called her on that if she had probably yeah i agree the i guess what's probably most upsetting for nora is just she doesn't get to be part of lily's life at all yeah maybe that's the most upsetting part just doesn't get to see Lily yeah. at all. Yeah. I, maybe it wouldn't have hurt as much if she was somewhat involved in the life. I don't know. How, how would that work? That would be very confusing. That would be confusing for the kid. Cause, mm. Well, yeah. Cause it would be because you were only with the kid for, I mean, it's kind of harsh to say, but you're only with the kid for like a year. Yeah, we, I, we don't know. You know it's less than, less than four. Well, no, no. We, Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Cause we, they, they, okay. Well, they call they call Lily a baby still. Lost a baby. So uh, I don't know what's technically a baby. Like three's not a baby anymore, right? That's an infant. Toddler. Toddler. Okay, so no. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> so, so I, 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 yeah, we're getting into the nitty gritty, but. Yeah, but okay. anyway, uh, T- Tommy doesn't call her out on it, so I'm guessing she didn't fight back and. But Tommy tells her, I, I really enjoy this story. He tells her about uh, his his search for his his biological father and how he wishes that they that Laurie and Kevin had never told them told him that he was adopted. And Nora turns it back on him and says, "You know what? I wish I wish you'd never left her for me." And Tommy <laughs> digs the knife all the deeper by saying, I didn't leave Lily for you, Nora. I left her for my dad. Yeah, I, didn't, is, I didn't even know you existed. And this is, I'm trying to think of like a weird analogy. So, so Tommy is showing Nora a scar that is finally healed after a long time. Yep. And then Nora takes a knife, stabs the scar again. Tommy then takes the knife out, 
stabs Nora with it, but twists the blade. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, 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 I can relate this to in terms of... I know. Uh, I was like, Scar's not that bad. It was bad. It's healing up. Nora's like, let me stab that. And Time's like, no, no, no. Let me stab you instead. <laughs> but worse. So. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It, it's, it, it, it is like, it is rough. Oh, yeah. That is ice cold. And then he gets out of the car, too. He left, that's oh, yeah. the note he leaves on. Yep. Bye. Just didn't know you existed yeah it's rough so yeah yeah i I feel bad for both of them in this scene really but they're they're both being pretty awful to each other though (laughs) yeah anyway uh nora the next thing uh, we see nora in a some kind of print shop printing a huge photo of the dead pillar man the dead exhumed body of pillar man (laughs) that is no chill right there no not at all it's so spiteful it is awful she just brings this giant photo and just puts it at the base of the pillar and sandy curses her to hell mm-hmm. but nora walks uh walks off like uh i don't know like you know i, I have you ever seen the movie con air no i don't know what that is I'm sure it's happened in countless action movies, but the first one that pops into my head is this movie Con Air with Nicolas Cage. Oh, is it walking away from explosions? Walking away from yeah, it. okay, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, a Breaking Bad. You can give this some people that walk. There you go. Yep. There, there's one that. Yeah, the whole truth. Well, are, okay, hold on a second. Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul? Which no, character? Uh, the twins. Oh, that, that's a good one. But there, but, there, but there is one you're in Better Call Saul as well. You're right. Gus Fring, right? Oh, wait, hold up. I think we're ah, I thought of Mike. But... Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> they do but, okay. but there's, there, okay, so there's a lot of walking away from Explosion cool guys. There there we go. There's how many Super Trophies. There's three in the series. Well, two, but same universe. Yeah, yeah same universe, exactly. So, But Nora returns home. And finds Kevin suffocating himself. And oh. what a day Nora is having. <laughs> Why? Whenever they show Kevin suffocating himself, it's always like, you know, normal, normal, normal. Boom, suffocating. I guess showing the thing, but it's just they always spring it on you. It's not. It's never like, and you know, you can kind of tell it's about to happen the first time. You're kind of like, what's he doing with that duct tape? That's very. Oh, whoa, wait, what's that? Like this. This is getting real bad. And this time, she just walks in. Boom, Kevin. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. But he tears he tears the bag off immediately and tells her that he tears it off every time. And and we get a clue into why he does this. He says, I do it to feel. But I don't want to die. So I this seems like a very similar situation to Nora in season one with the bulletproof vest, which is probably why she's so empathetic to him now, because she just goes right up and says, it's okay. You know? Yeah. And, you know, I can, um, yeah, I, I believe, I don't think Kevin lies at all here for the most part, except for, well, we'll see. Yeah, no, I, I totally believe Kevin here. Except for one part. Well, we'll go on. Okay. Sounds good. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Anyway. Uh, she shows him her new tattoo and this is a big deal because Kevin is loaded with tattoos 
he's winning the competition. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't explain to him what the tattoo is for. She told Erica, she does not tell Kevin. So she withholds this. It's not a lie necessarily, unless you consider it a lie of omission. But she's not telling him everything. Right? Yeah, yeah I mean, what else is new? Exactly. Uh, but Kevin, Kevin's response to her tattoo is, let's have a baby, which is like, where the hell does that come from? I mean, his mind's going all over the place, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, no, no, that's not the response you want to hear. <laughs> I mean, that is like the worst response. Well, yeah. And then. Wait a minute. Whose response? Kevin's or Nora's? Nora's. Oh, it, the the worst. She just laughs hysterically, like she can't even stop laughing. Well, like even a chuckle might be a little bad, but that that's bad. She she does eventually calm down and apologize for laughing, but uh, she asks him if he's happy, and he he says, "Yeah, of course I am," and she's happy too, and she says, "Let's not f that up." So. They decide not to. So, so that's the lie. <laughs> that is the yeah. possible lie right there. Are you happy? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, you know, they did this in season two, early on in season two. It might have even been episode one. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I don't think Kevin's happy with this situation. Yep. And I still don't I don't think he's happy. And whether that's Dora's fault, maybe she does make him happier than he otherwise would be. I'm not going to refute that, but mm-hmm. he's overall not happy. Well, we know that this is a relationship that is not as open and honest as it once was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 And end of season one or beginning of season two, you know, this was the beginning of season two is like peak honesty here. People oh, yeah. into the possible murder. No, they just believe that he didn't, but, you know, yeah. hiding a body, attempted. Getting shot by prostitutes, yeah, all the, it works. Yep. This is nothing now. They, and now they, they can't even approach the subject of talking about Lily. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as soon as Kevin starts to maybe hint at it, Nora's got her hand down his pants. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's so this is not the relationship that it once was. Um, you know, we've seen Nora be honest in this episode, but it wasn't with Kevin. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, she gets a call on, on this, this burner phone that only has one, uh, well, it doesn't have any numbers in it really, (laughs) but it connects directly to the, to the ladder people. She gets the call and they say, can you be in Melbourne, Australia Tuesday with $20,000 cash? And she says she agrees. She says she can be and she'll be there. And then she lies to Kevin and says it was work. I mean, well, maybe it's not. A no, lie. It's the, I, I see. I think that it, that's not a lie. She's tracking down this possible scam that can be work. Now, I think Nora's a bit of a fallen for it. Not fall, I shouldn't say fallen because I, I don't know if she's quite a scam, but she, I think she kind of believes it. Yeah. He's definitely yeah. debating doing it, but yeah, this can definitely constitute uh, constitutionalized work. Yeah, probably more open about it about what's going on, but yeah, yeah, you're you're right. So, but she when she says she's going to Australia, Kevin wants to know if he can go. So, at this point, I was wondering, 
was he thinking of Kevin Senior at that moment, or does he just want to just you know, go somewhere? That's that's a good question. Do, which is it? Is is he? Does he want to maybe potentially see his father, or does he just not want to be without Nora any longer? I yeah, I don't know. I can see it either way. Like yeah. I think that Kevin recognizes the fragility of their relationship right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that it, an opportunity to see his father probably is, would also be welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's kind of double-edged. It could be either or both. Yep. Something. Yep. But she agrees she's going to let him go, which is a little surprising because, I mean, no, I guess it's not that surprising. But uh, it's also a little surprising that he wants to go being so close to the anniversary in Miracle. It would seem like the chief of police would be needed there. But, you know, he agrees. That's, that's all we get from our characters. And then we get this little b- bonus scene at the end here, which does include one of our characters. But this scene kind of comes out of nowhere. The, we hear the didgeridoos, yeah. um, which should have been our first clue that we were in Australia. But then... Uh, the fact that we have a kangaroo hopping across the road and getting hit by a cop car uh, is definitely our second hit. This is definitely Australia. Yeah, we've got a kang. Yep. Yeah. The the cop uh, comes out of the car and puts the kangaroo down because it wasn't quite dead after he hit it. Um, and then goes back to the precinct where there is an Australian newscast. It's news of the anniversary of October 15th, which... Did you catch that they said October 15th? On the no, no, I didn't. Uh, no. no. So the reason for that, though, is because of the day difference. Oh, okay, never mind. Not, okay, not as cool. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so uh, because, yeah, because the, because of the time zones, uh, they're past the, what's it called? The international dateline? No, they're not past the dateline. They're right close to it. Dateline's where it goes all the way back to like, the beginning, kind of. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, but, but, yeah, well, you're, but they're very close, yeah. They're close, and they are very ahead they're like the most ahead or very close to being the most ahead yeah scale yes so um the the this newscast is kind of it's probably i'm sure it's in jest but they make this mockery but by saying that they're predicting the on the anniversary there'll be all these biblical plagues locusts and blood in the water and all this other stuff frogs and anyway the chief oh, of- did they say what year anniversary it is Oh, they, uh, I don't know that they did, actually. Hmm, I think, okay. I, I have my prediction. Go on, go on. Okay. So uh, the guy who hit the kangaroo turns out to be the chief of police. He's a complete jerk to whoever the subordinate is. I mean, Jerry's on shift? That's true. He's not <laughs> wrong, but he's definitely a jerk about it. Oh, certainly. I, I would not want this boss. Yeah. It's just that Jenny sure doesn't either. No. Because <laughs> a dog. It's <laughs> awful. Oh man! But uh, so he tells this guy to wash the the car because it's got rue brains on it, and uh, that's pretty gross. The Kang killers <laughs> goes yeah. back out the exactly. But he goes. He drives back to his house, and in his driveway are these four women on horses. So yeah, this is the four horsemen of the apocalypse. These, I, the, I think that is meant to be the symbolism, yes. So uh, they confirm th- that he is the chief of police and that his name is Kevin. Those are the two things mm. that are... Yeah. That reminds me of another Kevin. Oh, exactly. 
Yeah. Uh, seen there. <laughs> imagine that. So, yeah, so it reminds you of two other Kevins, in fact. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a, um, one of them whose name is Grace, uh, Grace Playford. She quotes the book of Kevin at him, or at least it sounds a lot like what the book of Kevin would be. Oh. I think it's seen. It says jump in water with stone. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's that, that, that's what it is. Yeah. It sounds a lot like what it, the book. Mm-hmm, and it sounds a lot like what he did in Miracle of the White Hope. Yep. Yep. But but we're in Australia here, and there's only one copy of the book. Uh-huh. So I think. Uh, do, you me, do you want me to tell you what I think? You can if you want. I think uh, so. Last episode, I theorized a few, you know, what this could be, and I think now the prevailing theory is is a flash uh, forward. We are looking in the future. Okay. The last episode, uh, that Nora scene, that's the future. Okay. And then this is also the future? Yep. Okay. And do you think those two scenes are connected? Uh, not direct? I mean, they're both in the future. The connection being that they're both in the future, yeah. But uh, past, I don't yeah, no, I don't see any connection past both of them being in the future. Okay. Didn't I, you none had an accent last time or no yeah i said she had an australian accent okay so they, they would be connected you know, both, oh yeah well yeah they're both in australia okay, so uh, i i think these futures basically i think they end up in australia uh-huh. and in the future okay so i don't think they're coming home from this australian trip all right is is, is a guess maybe they will but they might come back in some way i i, I won't be surprised if miracle Will not be seeing Kevin and Nora for some time. Okay. Noted. All right, but uh, this this chief of police, whose name is also Kevin's Kevin, we'll call him Ozzy Kevin. Okay. Uh, uh, right. That's how they say Ozzy. Ozzy. Yeah. I'll accept that. All right. So Ozzy Kevin uh, is a complete jerk to these women as well. Uh, and he will not go with them, so they tranquilize him. I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't think he's unjustified in this no. case. No, I, I agree. I, I mean, I, I don't think. Like, I think he's still probably too much of a jerk, but he also is completely justified in not going with them. <laughs> so, uh, but he's going to go with them anyway. They tranquilize him, uh, and they, uh, they, they. When he wakes up, Grace. I think it's Grace tells him. Mm-hmm that you're among friends and we know who you are and they drown him with a seesaw. So with friends like these, who needs enemies? But there, there he is. He's, he's, he's drowned. He is gone. Grace completely, completely convinced. She kept saying it's him. It's him. We don't know who him is. I mean, I think we have an assumption, but yeah, like hold to see the whites in their eyes. (laughs) A bunch of stuff here. Yeah, uh, yeah, and them seesawing him into the water kind of it reminds me of like um those monkey trial esque things of um uh back in like uh the Sumerians something they would do is a uh, a way of seeing if you're guilty or not they would throw you in the Tigris or the Euphrates uh, civilizations that were in there it might not have been the it might have been like the Babylonians it might have been some other uh, early civilization there but they would throw you in there and if you if you drowned you were guilty <laughs> we're very simple uh which you know if she floats. I forget if that means you're a witch or not, but probably lighter than a duck. Then she's a witch. 
<laughs> I mean, it's yeah, I, can, I can agree with that too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, but Kevin is dead. He is not coming back. <laughs> and the last thing we get is a mysterious figure coming out of their house on crutches. It's Kevin Sr. And he says, What are you ladies up to? What uh, the episode? Is next episode going to be a senior episode? It sure is. We've never had one of those. We have. I'm very interested to see how this goes. I mean, I might hate it. I mean, seniors have been an interesting character. I don't know a lot about him. A lot of minutia. So, so the the title of the next episode is "Crazy White Fellow Thinking." That sounds like something senior would say. So. Sounds like something senior would do <laughs> or experience. Crazy White Fellow Thinking. Oh, well, I'm a. I'm excited yeah. for the next episode. Season three is shaping up to be a pretty good season. I have no complaints on where it's going right now. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. It's, it's... I, I, so I don't think it's going to end. Well, maybe the ending will be Kevin leaning into the... <laughs> he, he might be the next prophet, but the last episode he's looking for. I don't know. I, w- I would love it if it leaned into that. A lot of other things they can do. So. Yep. Yeah, but, yeah they, they definitely have a lot of nicely uh, doors nicely ajar for them to open up and go through. Yeah, and they've done very well with the series. Yeah, so oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed this episode. I, I this is kind of a pivotal episode into your enjoyment of the rest of the season, uh, because it is uh, th- there is more Nora in this season than there has been in the other other seasons, uh, and so if this is going to be Nora's story, if you're not on board with this, then you're not going to be on board with most of the rest of the season. Listen, I've I've said it before. Every time you accuse me of being a Nora hater. Not a Nora hater. I simply thought her story was not that interesting. Did not warrant that high of a rating. Okay. This but... story, I thought it was more. I thought it was too much of the same thing in a different, um, like coat of paint. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, this feels much. This is a breath of fresh air. I'm very interested. Good. Edge of my seat is all I need because I'm taking up the rest. Yeah. I rented it out. <laughs> Save me some money. Yeah. Uh, I'm... Little vignettes at the end of each of these episodes so far has have been very thought provoking too. Yeah, very interesting. So, so is, is this going to continue for a while? Or? Uh no, not really. Okay. This is this is just. Uh, I, I think this is just the first two episodes. I don't think that they do this again. Right now, I can confirm that these are future flash future. I'm assuming the other ones, because this also takes place in Australia. At least I assume it does. What does the the. What I think Nora in the ending of the last episode one. Oh, gotcha. I'm assuming. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And I just love Marklin Baker in this episode. He's good. That's good yeah. work, Larry. Proud of him. And just this episode was so exciting to me because of all the Perfect Strangers references. It just Which I got all of them the first time I watched it. I had no idea they were doing an episode that that featured perfect strangers so heavily uh so when it happened i i was just thrilled well i'm i'm really glad that you watched an episode or two so that you could experience some of that because i've i've heard from people who who knew nothing about yeah, I, I feel like this would be a very i would greatly dislike this episode if i have not seen perfect strangers yeah like i, I don't know about dislike but definitely 
it definitely loses a lot if it you will don't... get like an eight or seven in my book yeah so I, I, my my brother and sister-in-law they they watched the first two seasons of the leftovers uh and they started watching uh season three but they they never finished it be- just because thing other things came up it wasn't because they didn't like it but this was the last episode that they watched of it. And I did talk to them about perfect strangers, but neither one of them had ever seen perfect strangers. And so it definitely was a little lost on them. And I felt bad because I don't, I don't think that you can get the level of enjoyment that I get out of this episode, unless you know, perfect strangers. Well, the speaking of lost, you should listen to the lost podcast if you Ooh. aren't already, but yeah, unfortunate. There's many unfortunate things. It's true. It's true. Like Tommy being the last time you really see him, apparently. Rip Tommy. Not Rip. rip but... <laughs> He's not dead, but in an essence, Rip Tommy. Yes, in a more realistic sense, Rip Evie. Much more realistic, yes. So. Well, according to John, not quite. You <laughs> mm, never know. So. People lose teeth all the time. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Folks, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your attention. We also appreciate your five-star ratings and reviews, if you would be so kind. And we also appreciate you sharing the podcast however you possibly can. Yeah. Any, uh, any, any ideas? Of how should, uh, um, I guess. Uh, here, start your own podcast. But you know, whenever you start an episode, say, hey, we're the, we're the lamp lovers uh, show and we uh we take great inspiration from the show hoppers great podcast you guys so so basically just your podcast is like a satellite of our podcast (laughs) and in a way we pop kind of like the ussr how they had um, the soviet union like you know they they had puppet satellite states right as a as a buffer by the iron curtain we we, you would be our satellite podcast that we can puppeteer Really, I, I don't see how it's not beneficial. <laughs> don't question it. Just take my word for it. I know a lot about these things. Said me. Fair enough. Well, and if, of course, we would love to hear from you at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, in the meantime, say, stay safe out there. Enjoy yourselves. And whatever you do, don't be ridiculous. Um. Of course, no, don't be ridiculous. <laughs>